All right, guys, we're just going to dive in straight because I just want this to be a bit more relaxed, a little bit more of a chat, particularly as it's more about considering the last time we spoke was November 2022. I had to go back and check the date because it felt like it was only last week, but it actually was November 2022 last time we had the, we had an interview in video. It's been real, that's unreal. That is... That's been, what, just joined us all, I think. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It's been two years since what I joined. Fucking hell. It's gone mad. It's blown by it, it really, really has. And that's the thing, it's like, it's not like things have changed that much these days. Yeah, okay, back then things were a little bit tighter. We weren't exactly able to do much. We're still in the COVID times as it speaks. But since like we last spoke and since now, as individuals and as a group, as Second Cities overall, how have you guys been kind of coping, getting on with things? All right, yeah. We've, um, and so since, since I think we would have just got this place that we're in now, our little, our little lock-up space when we last spoke. And um, so we've pretty much just been living out of here. We've added a bit more things to the place. We've been, a bit more homely. We went and did a record we, uh, up north. We tried, thought we tried something a little bit different, which I think people are starting to enjoy a little bit. And it, we've started to be able to gig again, which is one of the biggest things. We've been able to start playing shows again, which is... Uh, Kind of mental. We've got a new manager as well. Yeah, we've got a new management. We got to do some new management with um, Martin from Bespoke Media. It's, it's all been kind of blowing up. It's uh, yeah, and it's all because of the support that we've had from people like yourself and things getting our names out there. So first of all, so thank you for having us back. I mean, yeah, no worries. My absolute pleasure. I mean, that's such a significant thing you touched upon there because it has felt, particularly in the last, I'd say, couple of months as well, that. Second cities are kind of blowing up. It's obviously over extended period of time and all the work that you've been putting into. At what point that you can think of and point at, going back, I guess, as well, where you started to notice or where you started to think, okay, we're beginning to kind of grow? Every day, I think, something new comes out and it just really humbles us, really. Like, I think yesterday we... Um, we had the most listeners ever on our Spotify, um, which is like uh, two weeks after our release as well, which is kind of mental, but it's kind of started popping off. That was quite big for us, mm. as well as being made into the top. Oh, I bet on being on Kerrang. Oh, yeah. We were also on Kerrang as well, which kind of like, again, like, as I say, it's every single day something new crops up and it uh, just reignites the spark again and again. And it's just. Again, it's because of everybody who's giving us this, this support that we are able to do what we want to do. And I just thank you to you guys. For me personally, like the thing that made me realise that, oh shit, this is actually starting to go somewhere. It's like, first time we sold out the Sunflower Lounge for our headline gig, <laughs> yeah. everyone was fucking crazy. You know, it was completely rammed. They were literally squeezing people onto the stairs. And it's also like, ever since that gig, I get like recognized, um, like on, on a bus, I've been recognized, I've been recognized at a few pubs and stuff. But it's very cool, it's very humbling, you know? That is incredible. You're reaching that rock star status position where it's a matter of where you get to say things like, do you know who I am? <laughs> Won't go that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see it going there with you. Oh, yeah. I'll walk into a bar like, do you know who I am? I want free shots. <laughs> you, you can, you, you, the support has been incredible from your fan base as well as uh, across the wide spectrum of the press and all that. But none of this would matter if it wasn't for what you guys are actually doing. Focusing on that aspect in particular, um, and we'll get to blurring time in a few moments. What what do you think you're doing differently now than perhaps you were two or three years ago? I think we're targeting more the people that 
have really receptive to our music the most, like the people who feel like that outside of kind of thing and aren't afraid to put a label on themselves and say, yes, I am this, I am open to this. And whether that be sexuality with myself or if it's the the kind of like subcultures I list, I, I, uh, I follow like, or feel like I'm a part of like the emo community, which I think we said last time we spoke, it was like people felt like it was such a dirty word, but I think again- It's, it's now come back. It's coming back more than ever, people <laughs> are loving it. We played a show with the Sophie uh, Lancaster Foundation and that was just again, it like, to hear Adam, Sophie's brother, talking about the things that their family went through, and, and the, it, it is still happening, but it, <coughs> it's because of messages like that bands like ourselves, I guess, are, are putting out there of trying to make a community of people who feel like they're on the on the fringes. Um, I think that's like I think that's just like a really powerful message, I guess. I think there's also an element of like refinement, like and the process of be more professional like we're with. yeah um like refining the brands you know getting more professional photos making sure that the next set of releases are all like really high quality with good videos to back it up mm. making sure the social media presence is all like you know working together in tandem so mm. it's all like a learning experience and building a community as well i mean i think you'll find that not many people will go and send their voice uh, will reply to a message that they get on a, on a band page with a voice message back, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We, like, anybody who says, oh, we love your music, we send them a personal voice message, thank you, because it's like, you've had, you've taken three minutes to, of your day to go and listen to our music, we'll give you that, we want to give you that back, if you if that's a little thank you as uh, on a voice message, then so be it, but we're at least giving back to our fans in that way, <clears throat> or want to give back to our fans in that way, so they feel like they are part of our community. Also, we've played gigs pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we have so stopped many gigs. gigs. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we've got a, a ton more planned up, which you can't say yet. But they are, they, they, they are coming. They are coming. We're really excited about that. It is awesome to hear that you're in that position where you are able to say that uh, a line I'm used to hearing, which is we have something we cannot talk about, be it a show or something like that. So it's yeah, great. What are you talking about? There's so much going on in the background. It's, it's, it's quite, again, like I, it's things that you growing up would like kind of like dream of and things like that and it, it could very well be coming true so it's, it's it will come true jamie yeah, yeah, yeah. it will come true manifest it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where if you manifest it you know you won't put your your ass into it into gear it it does actually pay off and like sometimes you feel like it probably isn't but then you have days like the last two weeks where everyone's paying attention and just wanting to be part of that music music scene it just reminds you that all the blood sweat and tears are worth it you know yeah. And I really don't think uh, your hard work can be under understated here. In particular, the work that's gone in and around the latest single, Blur in Time. Now, without focus on the actual music of it now, I want to talk uh, about what I've noticed in regards to how you pushed it and promoted it, because that's been the most surprising thing on my, my end, was to see not only an incredible video to go alongside it, but also all the work you did around it, the difficulties and the draining aspect of being under social media constantly, pushing it on every platform you possibly could. And from what you said earlier on, it sounds like you've been stat watching a hell of a lot too. Is, is, it, is it as <laughs> as it seems? Because it looks like it must be incredibly draining. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it it get it, it does some, again. Some days you you look at it and you go, wow, okay, we put, we put all that into it. But then other days, it, it and I say it's just been like a gradual up thingy 
not this a little bit and then we went from this to that yesterday and it's just like that virality i guess and uh trying to keep things fresh it does become draining but i think if you plan ahead enough and you say to yourself okay we want 80 photos 90 photos even if we're going to use 30 of them we want that kind of like excess there so we can draw up on these things if we need them it's all about planning ahead really yeah um and like you're saying like the promotion still hasn't stopped we've still got like you know a part two of the behind the scenes and we've got other stuff that's coming out you know this entire month yeah. has got stuff coming up constant radio plays and shout outs playlisting stuff like that constantly going to be mesh um like posting that on our stories so still plenty to talk about. You so know. it's all about connecting with people, though, and I think that's the biggest message that we want to do is is, is to connect with the people um, who not only are are the fans of those, uh, or, uh, but the people in those industries who feel like the fringe folk too. Because uh, again, like if I'd rather play to us all those people of three hundred people who are fully invested in a, a stadium of five thousand, the people who are kind of like, all right. <laughs> I'd rather play to that little intimate crowd of people who were really invested into us. Um, hopefully that grows, but I mean, like we're here for everybody that is here for, is here for us really, and we, we just hope that that message can spread further. Are you noticing, um, based off the reaction to Blur and Time, an influx of people who are hearing you for the first time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as of yesterday, we had 62 people listen to us in Australia, which is next one where we've never played. Uh, 68 people, again, in uh, America. And again, we've never played in America either. And don't know how that music's got got there, but it's got there. And it, it, we'll find out again today. Again, start checking. It, it can be your enemy because... You, you can measure you can measure success um but you I, I, it's hard to me measure success in terms of stat checking because every every band's different everyone's got a different their own different ambition of success and right now we're succeeding um we're getting ourselves to 500 people at the minute but if those 500 people are fully invested in us and listening loving our music then I'll, I'll, that's what that's my that's my family that's my fan base right there mm. and hopefully that becomes five thousand hopefully that becomes fifty thousand and five million but I mean, until until that point, just yeah, I'm happy and just grateful for the people that we've got. I mean, every single stream is a person who has a backstory, you know, and you know they've connected with us in that way, and we just want to give back with that person, you know. Yeah, I think that is that a seagull agreeing with you, by yeah. the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a funny story. Like, was it when we first got the lockup, the we window? It, we had it for 12 months. We didn't realize the window above us is open, and they kept coming in and putting uh, sticks on his drum kit. Like, we literally just <laughs> walked in one day, and there was a fucking seagull sat on my snout. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's mental. Oh, it has some personality to it. It's uh, <laughs> In years of doing these interviews, a Zoom ones, particularly in the pandemic periods, the first time a seagull's appeared in one, so something brand new. Fan of oceans, that's what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a drum crash. Yeah, there you go. Put some uh, sound effects in. There. That was terrible. <laughs> you have a ready-made guest for the next track. So, uh, say again, sorry. Oh, the seagull. He's already made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the guest vocalist been reaching out to. Yeah, we don't. We don't need no Amy Lee. <laughs> so, so. so I mean, Blur and Time. Obviously, it's the latest single out from you guys at this moment, and um, you know, 
I don't want to sound like, sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass, but effectively what I did write in the reviews is still what stands now. It's arguably the best track you guys have ever produced. Um, an incredible piece of work that is emotionally touching as well. Take us back um, to what the process was behind this track, where the thought process started and how, <laughs> how different the end result ended up being. We can, give, we can give you an exclusive. So I don't know if you, if you saw it in the EPK, but we mentioned that we had the song was inspired by see like the, the lyrics I see like a burnt I was inspired by a piece of artwork in our locker. This is what we bought from the British Art Foundation, and that's what initially uh, gave us the. Because um, I remember like looking at it and being like, "Wow, this is actually really cool. How do they do this?" She went on And yeah, so we just ended up writing lyrics about it. Uh, I, I mean, like, I guess it, that that's where the poetic. Like, I see like a blur in time came from. I was like, that's cool, but what could it? What, what could that line mean, mean yeah. uh, for other people? And that's where I guess like the uh, um, the idea of isolation and where that time has gone over the last two years, over that period, and people have heavily struggled with their mental health and things like that, and found it difficult to reconnect with the people that they've seen before the lockdowns. And uh, I guess that's where the song kind of came from a little bit. Um, it was written just before Watto joined into our lockup space. We still came and brought his nice, beautiful flair to it, as he always does. And he brought, brings his vocals at the end, which you catch a lot more on the next. Oh, I don't know, spoiler, we've got more material on its way. Uh, but um, on the next set, <laughs> you'll hear him a lot more um, on his vocals and the, the stuff that we wrote with Watto. I have again a different sound to it. But. Um, yeah, I guess that's where that came from. Um, Bagman itself, it's the smiley face from our original um, Oceans music video. Um, and we're like, well, let's have him as an entity. Um, what does he represent, Jamie? Uh, I guess he represents um, like different, the different emotions that someone can go through. So he, he's, gonna, he's most likely going to be a recurring character that comes out in different videos in the future as well, representing different kind of emotions and feelings like that. Because in the day, it's a faceless entity that we can all kind of project ourselves onto in some kind of way. I guess that's what we're looking to do. Yeah, I think it's like the representation um, of like your own demons that like you're trying to yeah. find and stuff like that. I don't think anyone's worked out who played Bagman yet. Um, so if you want to go and have a look new like, competition yeah, yeah. if you figure out who Bagman is first one to like message us and say who it is we'll send you something we'll send you something, <laughs> we'll send you something. might be a sticker but yeah no one's worked it out yet who Bagman okay is. okay that's quite intriguing I mean it's a cool idea as well because it's something that will effectively ultimately over a period of time link uh, your music in almost a storytelling aspect, even if they're not directly linked to a conceptual or something like that almost a mascot for Second Cities yeah, I say I, I, we want. Uh, I, I guess with it being the same, again being faceless, anyone can project themselves into that mind mindset and being okay. I, I understand what this 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 feeling is about. I can understand what that person is and who that person represents to me in an emotional way. Um, we've got songs that are coming out that, are, that affect more difficult topics, I guess, like domestic abuse and things like that. And again, um, we want them to. We, we're going to try and tastefully do that as best as we can, but um, at the same time, we want it, we don't want it to be something that I guess it triggers people. We want it just to make to bring awareness to things more than anything. Um, That's a, a fascinating balance to try and work with. It's it is of course incredibly difficult. And in regards to Blur and Time, how much of your original vision when you first set it out 
did it did the end result turn out like is it exactly the same when you went into the studio and you know you worked on that and got the end result was it exactly like you vis envisioned or better um well there was a few bits that were added or changed so it definitely came out a lot better because we were able to bounce off and be like how does this sound guys like cal and you know yeah. jay are absolutely amazing guys like you just bounce them off them and work with them. Um, they're so professional. Um, their input is invaluable, truly. It's nice to have someone's opinion who kind of gets what you're looking for to do with your song, mm -hmm. but then go, hang on, do it like this instead. This will work. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people that we worked with, I've worked with like artists that have inspired me since I was younger. So I've worked with um, All Time Low and You Me at Six and Bring Me the Horizon and the, these bands that heavily inspired myself at least and probably members of the band as well. I mean I remember us playing covers of all time like yeah, all did, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, years and yeah I guess it's just really good to have that kind of um, connection yeah. with our um <laughs> with with the, with with our studio. I guess it's like our place we feel home when we go there. We were there like a couple of weeks ago doing some more stuff that's coming um and it just felt really good and just really relaxed and we could just like go yeah this works or it's crap or it doesn't yes it does i mean it's from the bottom uh, of my heart it's probably one of the best holidays i've had because it was both really relaxed and chilled and it was nice to like hang out with a band in like an environment where we could just chill out enjoy ourselves without it being like constant like we need to do this we need to do that um and at the same time it was also like highly productive but it, because of the atmosphere it, it felt really good it's like this awesome yeah. and i'm chiming the two words no is it three words it was too warm it was too warm the entire week it was like it was horrible. it was like 27 degrees outside inside it was like 35 in that studio room like yeah it, it, was, was, it was the same last year though when we recorded blowing time because <laughs> it, it was the same, around the same time of the year we recorded this last year so it's kind of like mad trying to think back to that time mm. but it was just as hot back then and um yeah i don't know why we should dress slow for like the beach <laughs> we'll remember for next time yeah, we'll, we'll go in mankinis next time just, <laughs> just to aerate air, air ourselves out. um but the worst part is when you're doing the vocals because i can't have the air con on at all because it picks up on the microphone Same with the drums so it gets proper sweat fest and uh yeah oh my god walking into that room you're like oh it's a bit musty in it it's wicked though yeah big massive shout out to uh, steel city studios they, they make us feel proper at home so normally, I mean, there's a question I like to normally ask a lot of bands and artists around this period in time, the last couple of months, uh, as we've kind of come out of the pandemic. And I use come out in inverted commas because ultimately it's not like it's gone away. We've just kind of uh, revert back to a bit more of normality. E.g. you guys are able to play live shows, we're able to get out and do stuff like that. Festivals are happening and so on. And normally I like to kind of get a gauge on of those difficult last few years and how an independent band like yourself has coped uh, and do you think you've come out stronger? However, with Second Cities, I don't think I need to ask that. I think the proof is in the pudding. I think it's there in front of us right now with Blur and Time and with all the stuff you've talked about at the very start of this interview. However, one of the things I would like to know, and I guess I think it's m mostly important at this stage is ultimately, is individuals, and we've gone through that difficult period over those last couple of years. Many bands fell by the wayside, particularly in the independent scene where there simply was nothing, no gigs to play. What was the point of carrying on? What helped make you guys as a group decide to keep pushing on when you couldn't do anything? It's like knowing that we're all dedicated, like we want this. This is, for me, like this is all there is. I do not want to work, you know, for some 
fucking corporation. This is my dream. This is my ambition. I don't know what I would do if yeah. I didn't have the band kind of situation. I'd, I'd probably be, be a lot more of a mess than I am. It gives me a, an opportunity to, um, like, get out emotions and kind of, like, resonate with people. And as I say, build a community that I don't think I'd necessarily have if it wasn't for. So, and ultimately, there's people out there that enjoy our music and ask for more. And, like, because of those people, that makes me want to continue and, and uh, I guess it's the people that are around us that give me the, that give me that that strength to always carry it on, no matter what how, how tough things can get at times when you're spending a lot on things that don't always work out, but then spending nothing on other things that really work out. It's very uh, it's a very turbulent industry, and um, I think yeah, I think it's just the people around us that give us that support. That's how we get through, or myself anyway. Well, plus we spent loads of money on musical equipment. Do you feel as particularly um, with the results of Blur and Time that as musicians you've progressed um, even as far back, gone, well not even as far back, going back to January 2021 with Out With The Old. Do you think since then the difference between Second Cities now and Second Cities then is quite marginal? Um, I mean, looking at it, uh, I, I, I would, if you'd asked me about a week ago, I'd have said no, but like after yesterday, yesterday was our most listeners ever, and that was double in a day what we had on the release day of Out With The Old, so ultimately for myself, I'd say, yeah, I think the, the, the gaps like went huge, It's I mean, by no means top of the future, and we've got a long way to go oh, to yeah. get where we would love to be, but... I mean, so long as we, I mean, so long as people are enjoying it, and we're getting through to more and more. Our message through to more and more people. I call that success. If it's ten people, so be it. If it's a hundred, that's amazing. If it's a, but, but it's that, really, that message. But as musicians, as individuals, your individual talents, whether it be vocals, drums, bass, guitar, yeah. every element of Second Cities, of course, you never stop learning, you never stop progressing, you never stop improving. Do you feel as individuals that you that you feel as though you've expanded and have grown? Um, I, I spoke. Yeah, I 100% believe that every time we get together in a rehearsal room, there is like a 1% improvement where, like on all individual fronts, whether it's his screams getting better, Damon like playing like some cool new bass thing, or me just like, because I have this thing where I'll play something hmm. and I'll try and detach myself from what I'm playing and listen to it from like that kind of outside audience perspective and be like, does this really fit? Is this kind of what I'm trying to go for? Or should I try it on this bit? And as you guys know, I'm constantly yeah. asking, like, dude, does this work? Or should I play it over here? You know, she's a perfectionist. I, I like to sometimes think that once it's done, it's done. Once it's on the record, that's how it should be. But... We clash all the time on this because I want to refine it and make it the best it can be possible. I think by the time you get it to a record stage, that's where you fit up. Well, again, personally, these are the other mm. things that you'll see from the inside all the time. It's very. We put very polar opposites, but I think that makes it interesting as well. Like you need to have that. If everyone was the same, it'd be really cookie cutter and yeah. boring. Like, it'd be like an echo chamber. And... Yeah. Sometimes you need a bit of tension because because <laughs> it makes it forces you to like actually expand. Yeah, it's, your it's always, I mean, we always end it in a, in a positive where it should be. I guess like where, most of the time. There is tension. When there is tension. Right, you might be saying <laughs> well, the end result turns out something like Blur and Time. I think ultimately that whatever you're doing is clearly working uh, wonders. 
you know, as a fan of you guys' music, um, it's a clear difference between what you've done in this last month compared to what you've done previously. While, of course, your previous work is excellent as well, the step up is very, very clear to me. And it makes me very, very excited for the future and to see what comes next. Because ultimately, it's really comforting to hear that you're not, it's not just a single uh, promote for a while and then we'll see you in six or nine or a year's time, is it? Basically, give us some insight into what's coming next that you can talk about. Okay, if everything goes the way of the plan, it's about eight to 12 weeks away for the next thing that's going out and that's going to be the way that we aim to do it for the significant future. Um, because ultimately we've got a lot more messages to tell and we've got a lot more people that we want to reach out to and even if the time necessarily isn't your cup of tea, we've got a lot more things and a lot more uh, interesting stories to, to say the least. I mean, the thing tell. I love about Second Cities is like, the music, it's so different. Like we, we have one overarching sound, which is our individual kind of like personality behind the instrument. We find it hard to put but, ourselves in a genre. Yeah, we like ourselves a second genre. We've got like the mainstream song, which is blurring time, and then we've got heavier songs, and we've got like more interesting technical songs. You know, I guess it's conceptual a little bit. Like I, mm -hmm. I guess there's a lot of conceptual albums that, uh, that like Black Parade, American Idiot, that have really inspired myself to say the least. That um. Uh, kind of give us give me that idea that everything needs to sound quite epic and different and you need to have your own little stamp on it for also it. we all like different music yeah yeah that yeah, we very different music. Uh, the end results do speak for themselves, guys. And I think, you know, ultimately these are questions you have to kind of dance around because it's a very exciting time. And if you're a fan or you're interested in what Second City is doing, basically just attach yourself to your social medias and keep an eye on things because ultimately it feels, from my perspective and from what you're trying to describe without going too far into it, is that this train is really beginning to pick up speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we've like we've hit blur in time, this is now the standard that we're going to like meet every time. You know, we can't go back to the EP quality. It has to be the standard. Not that there's anything wrong with the EP quality, but again, we just want to be showing progression in ourselves. We don't want to be putting out the same thing every time. We want something to sound like it does, um, and have its own have its own voice because ultimately, uh, music's very like very. Um, what I'm looking for. It's very broad. People can take very different looks and different colours, perspectives. They can have their own visual beauty to it and things like that. Or, or they can hate it and no, well, I don't care either way, but we're making something, we're making yeah. something that people are paying attention to. Um, so that shows and the gigs you've got done and the gigs you've got coming up and all that says there's more than enough people. There's more than enough people enjoying it. Forget the people who aren't. They can go listen to something else. That's the point, right? There's plenty out there. Go check it out. Don't stand there and bitch and moan about disliking Second City Sound. I love this, Wally. You talked about the fact that you're quite uncategorizable when it comes to genre specifics and things like that. Because it does kind of make me laugh a little sm and smile when like the most basic box position you guys get put in because, you know, you have to be, is emo. And it's like, that is so not, that, that's so not the right way to just sum you guys up. It's almost unfair, but because rock and metal and music in general needs to have a band pigeonholed, you gotta have something. And it's almost like I wanna, when I talk to people about you, I'm like, all right, listen, they might be called emo, but like, and I wanna immediately jump in because obviously the, the, the connotations of that word for a lot of people is like, no, no, but it's more than that. And then you try and start breaking it down and stuff like that. You've got to come up with a better one, basically. 
<laughs> well, who, who came up with the one the other day? It was on a radio. It was like emo something. Uh, emo. Oh, on crack. No, 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 it wasn't crack. Really like <laughs> oh, uh, alter emo or something. Yeah, it was like really Alter, weird. Ultimotive. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And I kind of like that. Like, that's kind of um, cool. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah. Um, I think like even the biggest bands that you conceptualise as emo, um, like Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance says that <laughs> emo is trash because it doesn't actually see My Chemical Romance as an emo band. But hmm. uh, I guess it's a subculture that comes around it. There's a lot of bands that you could call emo bands but fit under a different umbrella of genre. Hmm. I mean, like Kerrang's, Kerrang's playlist, they've got Us, they've got Hawthorne Heights, they've got Paramore, which are all different sounds, but they all fit under, and you, you could put them under different genres. Yeah. But um, it, I guess that we fit under <laughs> the emo subculture, and um, it's hard to place it. It's hard to play, again, hard to play. I remember we had a discussion literally yesterday about like, I don't know if we were actually heavy enough to be classed as metal. <laughs> Because we go to like all these gigs and we're like, who are metal. We're the Britney like, Spears actors. Yeah. So I, I feel like we're more like modern, melodic, emo, no, rock with emo influences. But we do have breakdowns. Where are we? Can you fit that into iTunes? That's my question. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, it, it's one of those, I, I think I've been saying for like the last few months as well, I, I'd rather be the heavy, be the heaviest thing on the light side, so that it really gets people going, rather than being the likes, the, the people that you can, people consider as posers on the wrong side, because the, there's this kind of elitism when you get to a certain level, which I fully respect, I fully respect, like if you're heavy into that kind of music, fair enough, but um, like, you know, don't, don't have a go at me about it if someone <laughs> Like that. I don't care what they're me as long as they're listening. Yeah. We should just, really, music should just be categorised as what tuning the guitars are. <laughs> <laughs> so we're drop C tuning, so we're not like Slipknot, which is drop A, I yeah. think. So we're drop C and then you've got like normal music, which, which is, is like standard. standard. So yeah. Yeah, we're sort of like a bit happy. There we are. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> My advice to anyone watching and listening to this interview is just go check it out yourself and make up your own bloody mind. And ultimately, if you like it or you don't like it, that's all that really matters. Guys, what's um, you're in the lockup? Are you, uh, what, what's going on today? Just hanging out? Just Yeah, it's a bit of a jam. Probably write a few, have a bit of a writing thing. You've got some lyrics to finish off to a song that we've been working on that's not going to be recorded probably from just. Yeah, until next year. Until next year, maybe. It depends on how, how fast we can get these other songs out. Got to refine it a bit more. Um, yeah. So we'll probably work on that. To it's a bit of a casual one, I said today, though, because uh, Tony's been to Guns N' Roses. Um, and what is up? And what I was up north with his other band, Steel Mage, who just, just uh, dropped an, an album, which I recommend you guys checking out, actually. Steel Mage. The, uh, it's, it's, a better, it's a better chapel, but it's a really good album. A really, really, really good album. Still made. Um, there's a song on there called Disfigured, which is my personal favourite song, but there's a lot of good songs on there. Um, the new song is Petrified? Yeah, no, three days ago. got the whole thing out now. Oh, have they? Yeah, the whole thing came Ooh, out. Okay, need to listen to that like, whole album. Uh, got to be at Bloodstock, right? Yeah, those are the ones. They're playing Sheffield Metal to the Mass. They were Metal to the Masses. That's our guitarist. He's the vocalist. Um, and we're really proud of them boys. You know, they've, they've done so well, so well for themselves. And we love them to pieces. I, I love whenever we have a gig and they're on the bill as well. It's just like amazing because yeah. Jamie gets on stage and features on a track and the energy oh, cool. on stage because you can see 
obviously that Jamie and Watto are like friends, that they've worked together, that they have that like energy together. So it's really cool to see it in tandem on stage. Of, there's a lot of bitchiness on, on scenes sometimes as well. And it's just so nice that there's nothing but support for each other. Like, yeah. I absolutely love them to bits. I'll send them voice notes. I'm like, yo, lads, you've got to try this out. This, this hashtag's worked or something for us. Or this person who we've been looking at using, getting us into certain playlists, they, they pull through for us. You should go and check them out for your genre. And they send me a voice back and we just have that like ultimate like back and forth um because uh, we are completely different genres of music but it's just that mutual respect which is just absolutely lovely yeah none of this stamping on each other's fingers man the platform's big enough to hold all of us let's pull each other up rather than stamping on those fingers you know 100 percent. there's not what why are we fighting amongst ourselves and we are such, we are in a fringe we are in the fringes of society anyway we aren't exactly the, the pop of the, of the pop act of the world so uh let's yeah let's help each other find our community help each other find our community it's one of the things I love about you guys is that attitude and uh, outlook you have as well as the incredible music and I cannot wait to see what happens over the next couple of months and the rest of 2022 Second Cities guys thank you so much for taking the time to do this again it's an absolute pleasure and uh, I look forward to the next time we do this hopefully a lot uh, sooner than what would have been almost two years and uh, hopefully at that point, I'm talking to uh, one of the biggest bands in the UK. Oh, we always love your com- our conversations with you. And you know what? I love watching back those. I was watching back the other day, the, um, what's it called? The uh, the, the uh, video that you did on the React video. And I was like, oh, mate, I look hard for that. You <laughs> did such a solid. So thank you so much. And yeah, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. Yeah. Second City. Check us out on Instagram, Second Cities Official. Um, Facebook, um, just Second Cities. Twitter, what's, what's our Twitter? Second Cities UK. <laughs> um, TikTok, all the social media bullshit. Also, you know, we're an independent band. All this stuff is self-funded. So if you appreciate what we do, if you love us, got we got merch out uh, for the Blurring Time single. Um, so yeah, just give us some love. We appreciate, share the songs, all that good jazz, you know? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the last bit. I was going to jump in there and say, check out this new merch they've got for Blur and Time. It's some incredible looking stuff. Um, get on there. And you, it's, you're doing really well on that, right? You're almost completely out, yeah? Yeah, we, we completely sold out of our last set of stuff. So the Like a Moth stuff that we bought in temporarily. Um, this stuff's doing well already. It's a 3D T-shirt. So in theory, if you go and buy the red and blue glasses, it'll go in, into, into 3D. Have we actually tested yeah, this? It, <laughs> it works. Oh, that's so cool. It's cool. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, go and check that out. I think it's it's, it's, cheap, it's the cheapest T-shirts we've done for a while. Actually, they're only eighteen quid, and that's free delivery. So go and get them before they go, because once they're gone, we're not doing them again. <laughs> we kind of want to that little thing of like um, our merch is super limited, um, so that we can kind of follow our follow. We can find our followers based on when we release that thing. Oh, you came on board at that point of time with our music. Oh, you came. You, you're you're an OG, but the original T-shirt we ever had, kind of thing. We want we want to be able to like follow that through all the way and from a fan perspective it's almost a collector's style thing as well i own freaking t-shirts that are like special edition one-off gig shows and stuff like that they're like 10 years old that like i just own you know so like i, I love that shit it's almost like we collect our records you collect your cds you collect your vinyls tapes and all that but hell you do it with t-shirts now as well yeah, yeah, we, we just do it with our t-shirts. We've got so many ideas. We want to say, uh, we want it to become ultimately a sound and visual 
things or whatever. We've got visuals that match our sound and sound that match our visuals. And God, again, again, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, go and get the, go and get a t-shirt, guys. <laughs> you got us nailed, guys. Again, thanks for taking the time to do this. We'll leave it there. We've got plenty to do there. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?